Welcome to another edition of the Puro Pinche Primos. Hola, primo primas. We are back. We are the Puro Pinche Primos. I'm your primo Luis Velasquez. That is your primo Christopher Costello. Primo, have you come down yet from the WBC yet? What? Well, I, I'll say this. WBC got me the way the World Cup got me. Yeah. I am full hype mode. Full, like, I'm, I pretend like I know everything that's going on. <laughs> I'm like a full-fledged fan. Um, but I, I've been on a, like, that semifinal loss, Mexico to Japan, was, that was pretty crushing. It was really tough. I really thought... That they had figured it out and particularly when they got they went ahead in like the eight i was like oh no they got it like they they got the heart to win it and then the japanese did with the japanese do which is like hard hard out um but yeah the w holy moly the wbc is just like a it's next level man like the hype in it the, the stadium we all know that that puerto rico dr game is probably the biggest baseball game that's ever been played ever. in the history of the world crazy so uh, how about you? I mean, obviously, as the as the Puerto Rican on this show, like, how did that game feel watching that that Super Super Bowl baseball? Game? Yo, I was pumped up so bad for that game, like the PRDR game. Like, I was I was there. I had my little, you know, I had my little fucking rocking my maracas. Like, I was like, boom, my bongos. I was in the living room, like, bam, got my Puerto Rican flag out. I'm rocking in, and I, my my family sent me to the room to go watch baseball in the room. But we we got to see that. Okay, whatever. Don't mess with my high right now. But uh, yeah, bro, that game was uh, it was quick to me, like the biggest game that I've ever seen. And I've like a, as a fan, right? Like in the end, I've like you're talking about the two-time Houston Astros World Series champion, right? And I've Boo that man. man. No, no, no. Anyway, Boo that man. Two times I've been, you know, watching my team win the World Series and like nothing compared to just watching PR and DR. Right. And then like I knew after like that game meant so much. Right. That I knew like going into the next game against Mexico, like it's going to be such a down. Like it's it. I was so worried about that game. Yeah, yeah, I was like that. That PRDR was like was the World Series, you know, like it, that was a championship game for the Caribbean, right? And then meantime, just Mexico just chilling there, like okay, you're happy, yeah, you got this. We, we over here, and yeah, heartbreaking. But then, like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm Mexican too, right? So I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Man, we know who you were rooting for. Yeah, absolutely. We, I, rooting for PR. Absolutely. I know why. You didn't believe in the Mexican team. Neither did I going no. into this day. I had no well, idea I mean, who they were. Let's let's be real. Like Mexico's got a bunch of ringers on their team. All right, we just need to check. Like they, they got like how how are you Mexican? Like your mom's grandmother on your dad's side is a little bit Mexican. <laughs> Right, like how? we were just talking about that, right? When I saw a Rosa <laughs> I was like, "This guy's playing for Mexico." I was like, "Oh shit, they got a chance!" Yo, I got so hyped when I saw him, man. I had no idea he was on the Mexican team. That's how little I knew going into that. But I was, when I saw him, I was like super hyped. I was like, "Yes!" I was like, "We have a Cuban. We might actually." Win. <laughs> <laughs> 
For real, there's like a bunch of there's like a bunch of other dudes like they don't even speak Spanish on the Mexican team, and I was like, who, who's this guy? Who's this guy Jones on the Mexican team? Like what? What? Are- <laughs> I was like, who are these Canelo looking dudes that are on this team? For real, that was cool. But no, man, it was. It is so crazy how like every game that I saw, and I and I watched a bunch of games, right? On, on, on the WBC that had nothing to do with Puerto Rico or Mexico or USA and just like the fun that these players were having the fun like the games and just think the WBC is not doing the new rules right that's making the game faster and doing all that stuff it took yeah we, we had three to four hour that. games right there were shifts in all those games too yeah that, I mean all that stuff it was a long game but there was like so much excitement throughout these games the players looked like they were having so much fun they were taunting they were celebrating they were enjoying like nothing like you see in baseball you love the taunting yeah that's the one place where we go split but I love how much you want people to be talking shit on a regular basis yes it's like I love it it's just not part of the game in baseball, it's a part of the game, and everyone else, you know, all the other leagues are trying to kind of get rid of it and all this stuff. But I just love it. I love the shit talking. I love, like, I hit the home run. Yes, let me flip my bat 10 times in your face. If you don't want me to flip my bat, strike me out next time. Right? Like, just, just do it. Right? And I, I love, they, those get, like, every single player that got interviewed. Talked about like this is the best moment of their baseball life. Yeah, yeah. Right, and you're talking about uh, Trey Turner, talking about like this is the biggest hits that he's had, and he's won World Series, right? And he's had big games in World Series, like nothing compares to this feeling right now. Yeah, I got I got a question for you back back to that uh like the idea of the like bat flipping thing. I know like before the show we talked about like if you if you were to do something like that then you can get thrown at, right? And now you're in danger the next game or the next series or whatever it is. But do you think that that teams don't respond that way? I have two theories. That it's either number one that it's because it's such a short amount of time that like you don't have the time to build up that rivalry in the same way, even though it's considered like disrespect right or that it's the fact that they're playing for their country then they're like yo i'm not gonna act up and like be disrespectful to the point of like violence right like i'm not gonna like we're not gonna charge the mound or we're not gonna like leave the dugout or anything like that because then we disrespect our countries do you think it's either one of those reasons you think it's something entirely different why these guys are able to like tolerate their opponents celebrating in their face here's what i'm gonna say and it's gonna be a little controversial hey but this is the puro pincho the mlb game is so whitewashed and so americanized that we have these unwritten rules if you if you look and you see like these caribbean leagues right the mexico leagues the dominican leagues all the they're doing that in those leagues Right, they are having yeah. fun. The crowd is having fun, right? Yeah. They're doing all the things. They're talking trash. They're doing everywhere else that they play baseball. Yeah, they're doing this. They're having this fun. They're doing the the struts and the black flipping and all this stuff. But when it comes to America, 
And it comes to, you know, we have to play a certain way. And this is, you know, for the legacy of baseball. This is not right for, you know, the Ty Cobbs and the Babe Ruths. And it's just, it's oh. so whitewashed to me. Like, you guys don't know so, how to so have like fun. The, the idea of, like, let's say, like, throwing at a guy, right? Because they say that that's an unwritten suit, right? That, that you, like, you can't do certain things because then you're going to get thrown at, right? So... Is that unwritten rule of being thrown at? Is that like what are the things that fall under that? Because I feel like bat flipping is also it's like kind of new in the way that guys do it now. Because like bat flipping used to like essentially what Ken Griffey Jr. does every time he hits a home run is bat flipping, right? But yeah, he's so I feel smooth like it started with, with it, and he's with, also Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah, what? I feel like it started with Batista, right? Was that the he yeah, did. but also like that, that is like, I don't know that guys in other countries that don't watch baseball enough in other, from other countries, that guys are doing it that, like, expressively, right? Like, this dude's like flinging that thing into like 20 feet in the air, like, it's like, come on, bro, like, you, you know, and I get it, you know what, I get it if it's a walk-off, mm-hmm. right? But most of these times, they're not walk-offs, right? Like, right. these are guys trying to throw up the other player. Is, does, is that deserving of getting thrown at or is anything deserving of getting thrown at i feel like you only get thrown at if you hit a guy like if you're if your pitcher hit one of our guys okay one of yours guys right hit. right but I other than that i don't see how anything is really like worth getting thrown at what i'm saying i feel like pe- players have gotten thrown at for for bat flipping right players have gotten uh, thrown at for uh taking too long on their home one home run you know around the bases right yeah that's home run that's like, right unless they're talking shit while they're doing it but, right like yeah. you i've seen players like you know you oh you can't do that and you, it's just it's I, i'm just always like if you don't want me to celebrate then stop me from doing what i did to celebrate right this is how you like all right look, you know i was coaching basketball right in the last game of the season uh we were totally outmatched right we were totally like we were gonna get our butts kicked and everybody knew it and i was talking to the coach and he was like hey man like and everybody knew it i love that for kids sports we're gonna get our butts kicked. we're gonna get our butts kicked right we're gonna get our butts kicked and uh the coach before and he was like hey like i'm gonna start off uh pressing you you know just to get that you know get our guys going and stuff but like by a half you know by the second half like i'll lay off and I like don't lay off. Like if you want to press, press. Like I don't care if you're up by thirty. Like yeah. the only way, like learn. yeah, is how we're gonna learn. And it's how like don't do that to your kids, right? Like have your kids go all out all the time. And I, first of all, I, I get it, and I also don't believe you because I feel like knowing you as a coach, you were like, yeah, they'll do it, so that I can use this later next year on the <laughs> oh, on the whiteboard. Yeah, and receipts. like these guys press the embarrassed. <laughs> Okay, yeah, well, no, no, I'm keeping receipts. Absolutely, I'm keeping <laughs> receipts. And then when I, once I get my team good enough, like I'm coming out your throat, like you game out of me, no doubt, absolutely. But that's just part of the game. Like I can't just stop me. Like I, if I hit a home run off of you, here's what here's what I don't I don't like. Right, is though like I don't like celebrating if I'm getting beat like ten to one. Right, like if I'm getting beat. And, and, and it's like 10 to 0 and I hit a, a home run, right? And it's 10 yeah. to 1. Like, don't celebrate that. All right, that's 
Oh, you mean when you're down? Yeah, when you're down, like yeah, you can't celebrate. You can't celebrate, right? You can't celebrate while you're down, right? And you're getting your butt kicked, like whatever. But like, I feel like that's something like a Dylan Brooks would do. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about him later. But he's like, (laughs) I don't know, bro. But uh, anyway, just going back to your question, to me, nothing, nothing can go to you getting thrown at, right? Just like it is ridiculous. The fact that you're mad at me for celebrating, and so the retaliation is that you're gonna throw a ball at me at 90 miles per hour, right? That's just yeah. You you can't do like career threatening stuff, right? That's just not like the, it is or like so life threatening stuff. Either. Right, and just I mean the fact I mean baseball is just like like uh, last year the uh, the Miami Marlins had a problem with Jack was I think his name is Chaz Chaz Chisholm. Um, and he's an out out there character, right? Like he he has like blue hair. He is just like showboaty. He's he's young. He's like 22, 23, best dude on their team, right? And uh, the the Miami Marlins like literally had like a a players only meeting to talk about him to tell him that he needs to chill out. Um, he's having too much fun and it's not good for the game. And like he's just you know flaunting it. He's got the chain. Like he's in baseball, in Major League Baseball. Like individuality is such like you can't do that, right? And I think it is why baseball and Major League Baseball is just losing fans altogether, right? And so I think you're right. There's like I'm. I'm going to make a, a big stretch here and it may not even be that big of a stretch, but it's like a, a racial undertone to this is like, it feels like to me that baseball trying to cover this up is very much the way that like people feel about like country music, right? And this like pop generation of country music where these guys aren't really like country singers. And so they're like, oh, this is real country. Like these aren't real country. And it's like, these aren't real baseball players. Because I feel like the U.S. has always tried to make it like a gentleman's sport, right? And I get that. I, I think because I, I believe in sportsmanship. Like I don't think that you should be doing stupid things that like disrespect or diminish your opponent. Uh, particularly in baseball, that's like a non-contact sport, right? And at the same time, because it's a non-contact sport, it's not like you just dunked on a guy and then like shoved him, right? Or like dunked on a guy and like threw the ball at him. Like when you hit a home run. Like I, I can see your point to that. It's like when you hit a home run, that is to be celebrated because hitting a home run is hard enough. Even if you're like an Aaron Judge hitting 60 of them, and you're like a monster-sized human being, but you gotta be able to like celebrate and also. I, I don't always think backflips are disrespectful to pitchers, and I think it's dangerous if like I think of like you have a Trevor Bauer. I don't want to be backflipping to Trevor Bauer because that guy will probably throw at my head, right? I also think about the borderline cycle that is Max Scherzer. Like, I can see Max Scherzer throwing at a guy's head, but I, I, I see the fun. What are the things that you think right now are, like, aside, like maybe whether it's a real thing that is sucking the fun out of baseball? And then I want to get into something else with the World Baseball Classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so getting thrown. So here's one, here's one I want to say. Um, it, it is telling to me, and I just tell you, like, how exciting the World Baseball Classic is, right? And it was four hours long, right? There's games that were four hours long. 
and everybody was having fun. I've never, I don't think ever in my baseball watching history have watched a whole baseball game that I didn't have a rooting interest for, right? Like I, I can watch. I can watch, right. I can watch, uh, and I barely watch like the Houston, and I'm a big fan of the Houston Astros, but I can't sit there and watch a whole like game 10 of the season, right? The whole yeah. season, right? Like I, I just yeah. can't, like I'll have it in the background, in and out, like, or do something like that. Like, but like I watched, uh, who was it? I watched Cuba in Japan, right? I watched, uh, was it the Czech, Czech Republic? I watched them like it. I can watch these games, right? That these are interesting. These guys are passionate. And and did, did you see? Did you see those ads for the Czech Republic guys? Yes. <laughs> you know, that, it was like it was. I I felt so like conflicted. It was like hilarious and sad and also just humbling all at the same time. Right. Because right. it felt like a fake like after school special ad, and then I was like, oh no, this is real. And then that made me feel kind of bad for them. I was like, damn, these dudes are playing against these guys. They know they're playing against like millionaires. Yeah. And then I was like, wait, but this it is also like super humbling that like these are just like it reminds us that yeah, they were plumbers here. and teachers <laughs> and the teacher like is a, is a firefighter. Fire, in there. Yeah, man, that was crazy. And I think one of them actually got uh he got a deal. Like one of them like struck out. Uh, I hope so. There was one guy who struck out like Mike Trout and Mookie Betts and like oh, yeah and like. Schwarber and like struggle my one two three and that dude got wind up getting like the Diamondbacks picked him up to go into there. <laughs> like enough. No, like okay, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you had that enough. one inning. Go to the single A. We got to, right? But anyway, I think it's telling. Anyway, like I say, I think it's telling that watching four hours of that in the World Baseball Classic was exciting to me. But in the meantime, in the Major League Baseball. We are trying to make it with all these rules. We need to make it faster because it's too boring to watch for four hours. Right? So yeah. we need to hurry this up because there's no way we can watch four hours of this MLB crap. We need to say this thing needs to be two and a half hours. That's it. And maybe we can watch it. Right. Um, to me, anyway, like just like, like that's I said, 162, though. That's yeah, that's true. That's true. It'll never happen, but that's that's another like that's way too many games to to, to care about. You know, the yes, ba- baseball yeah, season is about to start here in like eight days, right? And that's right. Yeah. It's gonna end in October, right? Like it's fucking yeah. That exactly. is nuts. That is a lot of games. That is a lot of games to be. Like I said, you can't be up for game ten of a hundred and sixty-two game season. Right, you just not got to, and unless you're like a diehard, you know, Mets fan, <laughs> you know. Uh, my question to you, Brie, was like, what do you think? There was obviously a lot of the controversy of um, there were a bunch of people complaining about the World Baseball Classic, um, complaining, you know, these are exhibition exhibition games, and you have all these injuries. Uh, the Mets lost their closer to a crazy crazy celebration uh the ashes we lost the uh, altuve is gonna be out for a couple months there's a lot a lot of injuries and there's a bunch of people and i'm gonna say it again like it's um people that just don't get the world baseball classic to me are the uh 
I'm, I, fuck it. The white people in America who don't understand the, you know, the passion and, and the passion that these other players have for the World Baseball Classic. And they're like, these are just exhibitionary games. I'm worried about my New York Mets who've never won anything in the world. Uh, yeah. You know, just. What, yeah, do, you, yeah, what do you think yeah. of that aspect of it? So, interestingly enough, was last year was a transition year for me. I was trying to make sure that I was no longer a Texas Rangers fan. I had already invested so much energy into becoming a full-fledged Astros fan, and then I found out that their whole organization is a farce. You can come right? back. You can come back. If it, it's all, no, no, I'm good. Okay. And so last year was my like real like deep transition to be like a full-on New York Mets fan. Which is crazy because it's like what? Like what is the equivalent of that? It's like I don't know, the Jets. It's just not good. It's the Jets. Yeah, I, yeah. It might be worse than that. Just in the like sadness of the experiences, right? But either way, I think it's also crazy too, right? That was that was your your dad's favorite team. Um, I think that was the first baseball team that I ever remember watching on TV because I remember being at your house playing games and being like, what is he watching? And your dad was watching like the Mets, I think, in the in uh, in the playoffs. But I remember, yeah, yeah. You remember we had those little cards when we were kids, like when you would get like your pictures and then they would turn them into little baseball cards. Yeah, yeah. And I think yours it was yours like did you have Daryl Strawberry as your favorite player at some point? Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. I remember being at that on the on the card. Anyways this year i was like all right this is it this is the year right i'm becoming a mets fan all of my close friends in, in new york are that i trust are mets fans all the people that i know that i don't trust are yankees fans um which says a lot right and i, and I would never because i grew up a texas rangers fan I would never be a Yankee fan all that to say is watching diaz go down like i was like oh no i am a mets fan because i was like fuck what is going on this season's over I they also, went and got I verlander and now they lost the like yo this can't be happening hey man. i also want to refer back to a text message i got from you saying uh diaz getting hurt in the celebration is the most puerto rican thing ever I, it's the most puerto rican met thing ever it's both <laughs> <laughs> it's both um yeah yeah that was I'm, I'm proud of that joke so anyway it was a good one, was a good one. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 it, and i did you know i did send that text I'm, I'm pretty proud of that joke and yet at the same time it was pretty hard to watch and then like and now with altuve going down that venezuelan team was on a run i thought that they might be the real deal i was like whoa venezuela you better watch out because they were, that was probably the toughest pool of teams i've ever seen Right, yeah, who's in that group? That was like Puerto they're... Rico, DR, Venezuela, and I don't know who else was in there with them. Whoever that was, poor them, because geez, <laughs> it's like oh my god. When yeah. I saw those three together, I was like, yo, that's not fair. I like, think it, I think is literally it was because that pool was playing in Miami, and they knew like that they would sell out. Right, those Caribbean teams would sell <laughs> yeah. out. There in Miami, so that's that's pretty much why they did that. And then also, you can't have Cuba in there because I don't know if you realize, like all the protesting and stuff that happened in Miami. That one game that Cuba right. and USA had, like people uh, rushing right. the field. There's protests in the stands, outside the stands. Like it was, the, I, I believe the MLB was hoping that Cuba wouldn't come out of the uh, 
I'm sure. Out, out of that pool, you know, they were playing, I think they were playing in Taiwan with Japan and uh, China and South Korea. Yeah. I'm looking at these pools now. <laughs> this is who, who should have been terrified in that Miami pool D that you were talking about. It was Venezuela, Puerto Rico, Nicaragua, poor Nicaragua. Ah, uh, yeah. But Israel. Israel. Was Israel. That's what, yeah, Israel. <laughs> poor Israel, man. And I remember looking at them being like, what the? Like, Israel's what got is? a team? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, one Israel got a team, and then they stick them with Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, and Venezuela. Yeah, poor guys. But Venezuela goes four and zero in pool play, and I'm thinking, hey, yeah. they might be the team. Yeah. And then Altuve gets his hand broken, and that was insane, man. Because I just thought, like, wow, like here you go. This is a, this is a star of the league, and really like a great representation of hopes and dreams for all Latinos everywhere because a guy is like five feet tall and that's not a knock on how small it is it's more of like a like holy crap how like talented is this man I'm always amazed by Altuve um and he's he's a guy that I really want to root for but obviously for other reasons that we know of and cheating scandals that I can't <laughs> he but didn't cheat bro he didnn't cheat okay everybody aside else. from that the World Baseball Classic was incredible. The, those guys, I, I I didn't realize the lineup that the U.S. had, and then seeing that lineup, I was yeah. like, "Holy shit!" Like they they are taking this seriously. I just saw like when I saw Betts and Trout together on that lineup. Yeah, like, I saw those first two names. I was like, "Oh no, this is for real!" Like they're not messing around. Just those two guys says enough. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so like the hitters came out, the pitchers did not come out, right? Like, yeah, like, very true. Very the, true. The pitchers were were not even. I don't think they were like, top, in as far as the World Baseball Classic, like the the pitching was like not even top five. Uh, the pitchers yeah. did not come out, and you know a lot of stuff like the owners of the teams were like, they had so much control of the World Baseball Classic, right? Like yeah. managers had to get permission uh, to play players. Hey, I want to pitch this guy tomorrow. Can I pitch them? And they, like, they had to call back to their teams. You know, I, I, I get that though. Like I, I even understood pitch counts. I was talking about pitch counts. And I think that that is important when you're talking about a team that's about to go into, into the season, the major league season. I don't know when the calendars are for those other leagues, but I can understand that. I, I wouldn't be mad at that, but I do think that like your original question around, the, that it's an exhibition like this is clearly not an exhibition this is the world cup of baseball and people need to start understanding yeah, that because absolutely. this is real i think like, i think this, this world, might be bigger than major leagues in yeah, a lot of ways yeah i think this world baseball classic is just catapulted it up until like next year or, or the next one which is in 2026 um it's going to be like right up there with the world cup right I think a lot of players are going to eat yeah. like every single player that I saw got interviewed was like, there's nothing like this in the MLB. Yeah, exactly. You, you got yep. World Series MVPs. You got league MVPs. All these guys. You have all these guys saying like, this is amazing. This is incredible. Like, this is what it's, baseball is all about. To, and just like to end it the way it ended last night, right? Where you have Otani. Yeah. Pitching. Hey, hold on. That's that's exactly what I wanted to bring up, older cousin. Was that when we started this podcast? Yes, yes. We started in like an April May time in baseball season, and the yes. name that we kept debating about Let was Shohei Otani. And the way that Otani showed up in those games, but particularly that moment, 
For, and for yeah, you know what? I forget that there might be people that like don't realize the drama of the moment. Set that up for them. The like that end at bat and why. So you have you have Japan up three two. Right, just one one home run is all it takes for USA to get back into it. You have the last out. You have Shohei Otani on the mound. Anaheim Angel, Shohei Otani. You have coming up Mike Trout, Anaheim Angel, Mike Trout. Coming just up. you saying that again, even though I already knew it has me smiling like ear to ear. Like, oh right. yeah, this is what sports is all this about. This is it's like you can't write a better you if this was a movie, like you couldn't write this yeah. even better. Exactly. Right? exactly. Then you have Shohei, and I'm gonna tell you right now, Chris, I thought about this all day today. The Shohei Otani take that I had earlier may be the worst take in history. Right, and I just like I, it was like from my heart, like I was just so jealous of always seeing Shohei Tani and never my Astros on TV, right? And it's just it has a lot to do with the Angels and how much how can they? You have Shohei Otani and Mike Trout on your team, and you suck so bad, yeah. Yeah. so bad. Yeah. How do you have like you, if you're an Angels fan watching the World Baseball Classic yesterday, like your heart? It's like how do we have? Like literally, when this is over, when these two careers are, they may be both in the top five of all time baseball players, right? You're right. All yep. time, and you Great had point. them both in their prime on your team, and you were like twenty games under five hundred, right? Yeah, that's but you all have, of that. Shohei Otani comes out hundred miles per hour fastball, hundred <laughs> miles per hour <laughs> fastball, hundred and two miles per hour fastball, and let me throw the eighty nine miles per hour slider to end it. Bro, Shohei Otani had the hardest hit in the World Baseball Classic. He had the hardest pitch in the World Baseball Classic. He had the longest home run in the World Baseball Shohei Otani, I apologize, man. I am eating crow. I called you overrated. I, I, I obviously don't know what I'm talking about, right? I'll take it right now. I obviously don't know what I'm talking about. You are that dude. He's going to be a free agent next year, right? Exactly. If you thought Judge got money, yep. just That's wait. What I'm saying. Just wait to this offseason and see what Shohei to what the Dodgers are gonna go, what the Padres yep. are gonna do. Right? What the yep. yeah, I mean, this dude may be the first billionaire in fucking baseball history. Uh, cause he's gonna get paid. All that means is we gotta go see this man play. Like that is he's the top of my list in sports. Like out of who's one athlete that you want to see and I, i'll say this only because i feel like ashamed that i have not seen this person with the number of basketball games that i've not seen lebron play in person and so i feel like not seeing lebron play is like not seeing michael jordan play right but the one guy on my list that i'm like the athlete that i need to see perform in person is shohei otani like this guy is out of this world man. Man, all, just, I, all i was thinking about watching the world baseball classic was there's no way the puro pinche primos cannot be at the next world baseball classic yeah we gotta find a way like, to we it. got and to be in that environment like we have got to be that exactly. environment look yo the the scene that i saw after prbdr and the fans yeah. are out there celebrating, oh. singing Preciosa. Like yeah, singing Preciosa. And I was just watching on TikTok. I'm like, yeah, I'm jamming <laughs> with them too. I'm like getting chills and goosebumps just watching. They're like, yeah, man, I want to be there so bad. 
that environment is cool mlb get your head at like and now so i feel bad for these guys that to just experience that and now they got to go to spring training <laughs> yeah they're gonna like you go off this high of the world baseball classic and now you're going down to arizona to play a spring training game and then you're gonna go to yep. opening day with five thousand people in the stands and nobody really yeah. cares yeah the, the sh yo, shout out to that Japanese team that, and also to to the commentators, at least for the the what I remember from the Mexico Japan game, did such an incredible job of like really showcasing who those players were, and like and and all stuff from their own countries, right? Like really kind of detailing who these athletes were. I thought it was incredible how they they just like made they made you feel for those athletes. There was a, a the the starting pitcher um for japan um it's funny i, I knew you i was just trying to the dude he's like 21 years old exactly i'm, I'm trying yeah. to look up his name right now too uh sasaki so, roki sasaki. sasaki okay that's what i thought his name was. all right so that Sasaki's, dude is 20 he is lights out lights out at 21 Either. yeah they said they said in his average velocity last season, average velocity was ninety eight point four miles per hour. Average. They were like that was already being the top five pitchers in right. the major leagues, right? Twenty one. And then the narrative of this guy was where I was like, this is why like sports is important when people don't understand like how you get so invested as a fan. Like they forget that like no like as a fan you are invested in the human element of these people. They talked about the major earthquake in Japan and then it killed his grandparents and his father. Yeah. Right. And like, to go through that as like a young man and then to their credit as like American commentators, they were talking about like his poise and how he responds as an athlete. And and basically we're like, you know, when you go through something like that, like it's clear his composure and who he is. And, and you know that if he went through something like that then he's a, he's a person who's not going to let like opportunities pass him by and not be grateful, something to that effect. And I just thought that like, that was very un-American, right? Like they usually stick to the numbers and like, they don't really pull at the heartstrings in that way, but to like give credit to an athlete that's not from the United States in that way, I thought was really like important with yeah. regards to like how we look at baseball. Yo, and then I also listen to, listen to the stat real quick. The last, yeah. the last game that Sasaki pits in the world baseball classic. 26 pitches of 100 miles per hour plus. Yep. Average 101.5 miles per hour. Okay. 59 of the 64 pitches he threw at 90 plus miles per hour. And because I'm a Mexican and talk shit, he still went out the game down 3 0. <laughs> ah, man, no but, <laughs> but, yo, uh, a Rosarina in left field, holy shit. Like he that Mexico does not get out of that Puerto Rico game if he doesn't make that like over the shoulder grab. Yeah, running towards yeah, the that was holy. That was the best defensive play I've seen in a really then he long had a, time. And he had a better catch in the J Japan game, right? That would have been the yeah, highlight if they like, won that one. Up. Yeah. Yep. He that, that look, feel that robbery. That's another dude. Like when I go back to just having fun, like he was doing stuff out there and yeah. having a yep. great time. And like he, enjoying his his time out there, right? And it made the game fun. Of course, right? It made it way better. He's out there doing a it's, little hat thing, across the arm, right? He's out there signing balls during during yep. pitching change and giving them to the fans. That's what you need 
baseball yeah. like just let that happen yeah 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 i i those things that and i was gonna say that he he knows how to like walk the line of like what is like braggadocious but also like not disrespectful like those things like he's like he's not really showing anybody up right it's, yeah like, he's, he's just like, having flex. fun but he's having fun and it's this thing and it's also with him and his teammates but it's not directed at any opponents direct you know it's like yeah. one of these things where like i agree with you in that sense like, and then when you when you're talking about story like his story of defecting yeah. from cuba yeah right i was talking earlier to you about it like he cuba knew that he was too good to stay in cuba so in the caribbean series that they have like they didn't they didn't take him because they knew he would defect and so what he did was like, fine, I'll just defect on my own. I'll defect from here. He winds up going through Mexico, uh, um, staying in Mexico, playing in their in their uh, Mexican leagues out there, uh, getting noticed by Major League Baseball. Um, and then Major League Baseball, you know, he comes up and uh, like, I think a lot a lot of the the stories that I heard kind of made it seem like uh, Rosarena was just like, hey, I want to be a Mexican citizen. Uh, just to play in this world baseball classic but that that's not the deal like his family is still out there like his wife his kids you know yeah they're they're not they, 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 they have homes there like they, he he has embraced the mexican community and of course mexico has embraced him hell yeah right? keep that like, man at all costs yeah exactly oh you're gonna need him and he's got a brother too in the league so like get it get his brother on the team what are we doing let's get get all the cubans this is just cubans you don't have to go to miami come to mexico okay and then we'll, we can take care of you from here too right there's no <laughs> yeah. more there's no more uh uh wet foot dry foot over here in miami okay <laughs> you can do that shit in mexico too yeah yeah uh, what a difference like one player can make for like a, a team and like the energy of a team the energy of a game I, I saw a thing where they, you know, they put up stats all the time during game, but I didn't realize that he holds the single season postseason, the single postseason record for home runs, which is ten. He has ten home runs in a single postseason, and uh, you know, that is shows how special of a talent he is. I think they also mentioned some things that there's a Munataka Murakami, Ooh, who's that the was third baseman for, for the Japanese team. They, uh, the back, he's the reigning back-to-back mvp of the japanese league and the triple crown winner out there the all-time single season record for home runs in the japanese league is 55 which is also one of like a historic number that like athletes wear yeah or baseball players wear and in the baseball leagues is 55 is like this like well, honor number kind of like 10 with pele um but murakami broke that record last year and hit 56 and then he ended up hitting a home run in this final after being in like a crazy slump. I mean, all these storylines, all these ways that sports shows up is it, it reinvigorated also me, like for me, the the idea of like how baseball can play out in an incredible way, right? Like in just single games. And unfortunately, it, it went against that Mexico team, but like the way that the one, two, three of the J- Japanese lineup came up in the bottom of the ninth for them, and then that's how they put. Like it was like, damn, like that. Yeah. When I saw that, I was like, oh, this is already like built too much. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, J- and Japan, like- Japan have been prepared. Like they've been, this team has been together for like two years, right? And then with minus like Otani and stuff, like this, the Japan team has been preparing for the World Baseball Classic. For two years, they started with this team 
uh, with Otani and everybody, they started uh, practicing at the beginning of February, where everybody else uh, just started at the beginning of March, right? I think that's going to change, right? That sounds I, very Japanese of them. Right, like, they, they came prepared, and, you know, like, they won the first uh, two uh World Baseball yeah. Classics, right? They're, 2006 I mean, this, and yeah. 2009. They take their baseball serious over there, and uh, they're going to be a powerhouse as long as Otani's still out there. Like, we're going. Everybody else is going to have to step up, right? Uh, to 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 compete with Japan because they're going to be a power. Sasaki out there, like, they we're going to need pitchers in the USA to come out, right? We're going to need pitchers. I think one of the things that really stood out to me at the end, uh, uh, when, when Mexico lost, right, the, the next day, one of my coworkers was Dominican. He was like, man, because it was a tough loss. And I was like, damn, right? Like, why you got to bring that up, right? But, <laughs> but I, I'm laughing with him. And I was like, you know, at this point, you know, DR's out, Puerto Rico's out, Mexico's out. I'm rooting for Japan, right? And he was like, nah. He was like, but Chris, and, and this is the perspective of like a Dominican dude, which I was like, yo, I respect it and I appreciate it. Because it just shows, goes to show how much, like, I'm looking at it from a small scale. He goes to me, you know, but Chris, I don't mean they'll get three. And that's going to be too hard to catch up to. And I was like, yo, the arrogance of your Dominican ass thinking that you're going to have more World Baseball Classic than Japanese. And yet he's completely right, right? Like, that's what the competition is now. It's not, like, to win a single WBC. It's like, how many can you get? Like, now he's talking, like, World Cup type stuff like right, I mean, right. you get? and i loved it like i was like yes this is like what let me let me ask you something. Like. let me ask you something yeah. what is it because i was the same way i was rooting for japan last night right and of course i was rooting for puerto rico first and then i was rooting for mexico right and i especially like i wanted a latin country to win this and us being americans we were not rooting for usa what do you think that's about? Is that is there a deeper something deep in I, there? I mean, I, I'm guessing your number one team was Puerto Rico. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. So my mine was Mexico. So that's already like we're already at a starting point where Team USA is not our first option, right? Right. Um, but I think aside from that, it's the idea. I think for me, I'll, I'll speak for myself. For me, it feels like because the World Baseball Classic is pretty much created and run by Major League Baseball, because the United States is what it is with regards to salaries to pay players compared to the rest of the world and resources. And, you know, it, it's kind of like you're the heavy favorite, like you should win this. So let me root for anybody else that has a shot. And honestly, I'll say this too, I, and this is real deal honest, like I watched the, I'll watch the championship of the little league world series like the, whoever and i'm rooting for texas all the time in the little like in the regionals but whoever it is if the japanese team makes it i'm i watch those kids bro like those kids and this is the thing about japanese baseball the japanese play the game the way it's supposed to be played they do everything right everything is fundamental right like they do not mess around there's nothing like fancy about how they do it they just do it the right way and to watch kids play that way is amazing i love it like you know this as like a, as someone who coaches like young boys to watch a kid do the thing the way it's supposed to be done just is like oh that's so beautiful like you are going to grow as an athlete and grow in this sport and you're just going to get better and so when i 
you know, I think particularly the Japanese team, I was, this is why I felt so intimidated, but also so excited that I thought Mexico had them. I was like, yo, if Mexico is the team that knocks out Japan, oh my God, that might be just as big as winning the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that for me was, what, what was it for you? What, what's the thing that you think is the underlining, uh, like, yeah, to me, to me, <laughs> to me, I will say, like, the more that I saw, like, like, uh, U.S. was, like, having fun and, like, enjoying it and having some pride in it, like, I felt, like, a little bit like I, like I could maybe root for them, right? Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say, like, somebody throw at them. No, no, no. I was like, okay, <laughs> like, okay, like, that. I feel, but I just feel like the passion of of these other countries right i think there 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 is a a privilege of america of like baseball is an extracurricular right baseball is and these other countries like it's either baseball or or you're poor right or you're living in this yeah gotta you know it's either you know and so there's like so much pride behind that right there's so much like they these players and we we talk about a rosarena we talk about the all these other players that have gone through so much crap uh yep. you know and need baseball they don't want they necessarily want baseball. like they need it in order to get out of their poverty stricken country in order to you know there's just a different pride in that and then i you know just to and and not to say like I mean of course like some of these these players on, on the U.S. team have, have gone through some diversity themselves, but it's I don't think it compares. And I just I like that it's kind of like the underdog of like, you know, us Americans we think that we're just better at everything, right? And we're just like yeah, better, American arrogance. yeah, the American arrogance of like being better. We're, we're the best country in the world at everything and all this stuff. It's just kind of like nah, but like and then also like. Like, like you said, the, this is how it's supposed to be played, right? This is how yeah. the Latin countries play. This is how Japan, like, it is serious and it's fun, right? And it's just, so, yeah, I don't know. There's probably a lot of more un- underlining things. Like, if I can put me on the couch and, and talk to the therapist about why I didn't root for America and why I, like, <laughs> I, I'm rooting against America and a lot of other things, like, we could go to that. But that's just kind of the, the things up front. Yeah, the one thing I, I will say in, in particular the Japanese, there was some like metric or measurement, and they said I think not in the whoever they played the game before. Um, I think they played Italy, and I think for that Italy game, their quarterfinal game for Japan, that forty three percent of the households in Japan were watching that game. Yeah. Right, like that's nuts for people that don't know, like how, like. That nothing is watched. Like what, yeah, for, for like forty-three percent of the population country, is yeah, watching. That. Half the country can be watching yeah. the same thing. Yeah, right. no, but that's never happening. That's no. not even the Super Bowl is not even close to that. Right. Like, so to me, I was like, wow, like the way in which people are that invested in baseball is just incredible to me. All right, but I think we yeah we've talked World Baseball Classic for a long time let's talk real quick i want to i want to talk about uh the nba what's going on and we talked about dylan brooks um yep um <laughs> and just like i don't know why bro like the memphis grizzlies are 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 becoming my most hated team like it just the yeah. switch 
And we we yeah, talked about this a little bit last last week. Yep. I think like the switch of just like I was rooting for this team, and now like this team, uh, there's there's different beefs going on in the NBA, which I like though. I don't like all these players like liking each other, right? There is a uh, uh, who was it? It was a uh, the Suns. Uh, the Suns player had a beef with uh, la, 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 la. I'm forgetting his name. I'm forgetting both of their names. Okay. Right? Yeah. Devin Booker. Devin Booker. Yeah, Devin Booker. I feel like there's so many more NBA villains these days. Like, there's just a bunch of, like, guys that are, like, you're starting to see who they really are, and you're like, ugh, like, you're not who I thought you were, and I don't like you. Yeah. Like, and I already didn't really feel much for you, but I now I really don't like you. Yeah, I mean, Draymond had that title for a very long time, right? Like, he's, <laughs> he was, like, the big asshole of the league. I think Dylan Brooks is now. Did you see that play? I think it was in Miami. Where like he dove, kind of dove into the uh, into the sideline, and like he pushed, literally pushed the cameraman. No, I missed that. Yeah, he yeah. I mean, yeah. He just, I mean, he kind of dove, but he caught himself enough to like get up by himself. But in order to get up, like he pushed the cameraman down. Uh, it was obvious, right? And that that just being an asshole to be an asshole, right? I can understand if you're gonna do that with another player. But uh, yeah, just that—that's just being an asshole to be an asshole. Like that cameraman did nothing to you, right? And I'm really surprised. Like I don't think anything really came out of out of that, right? Like there's no fine, no nothing. Um, although I think Dylan Brooks is the most fined guy in the, in the league this year. Yeah, he, he said it's just, it's just paper was his quote earlier this week. Um, but yeah, Dylan Brooks and and and. That whole Memphis team, man, they got to go somewhere, man. Like, I'm ready for them to be eliminated. I will be rooting against them the whole playoffs. Yeah, I, I don't know that there's any room to, like, redeem, for Memphis to, like, redeem themselves as a team, particularly with the number of characters that they've got that they kind of just bring down the character of that team. But Dylan Brooks is just, like, a weird goon. Like, I, I'm, like... I said this before and this is kind of a messed up thing but like I was like I don't trust his face like I don't trust what he's like there's something weird about him and and then and this is what I meant like this is the type like those types of things are the, the things that his face gave off to me but regardless you know him and then obviously with John Morant's going through someone too that like I, I feel like Devin Booker is like this weird like yeah he's a, he's to me talker. Luca's a complainer. Yeah. Trey Young is just like, ugh. Trey Young and Dylan Brooks, they like hang out together, right? And like <laughs> plot like dumb things. Um, there's just like weird things that go on. And another guy, though, that I really want to say that like when I see him talk shit, it like irks me because it feels what I, which what I think it is, is like a privileged kid talking shit, like a rich kid talking shit, which is Clay Thompson. Like when Clay Thompson talks shit, I'm like, nah, like he kind of just like doesn't do it right. Like yeah, weird. The, the whole thing, I guess, and, and again with, with Memphis, right, and Dylan Brooks is like, you're getting beat by Memphis and the only comeback that you can come back with, I got yeah. four rings, right? You're giving them one, two, yeah. three, four. And it's like, that doesn't matter. You can only use right. that. Yeah, you can only use it. Like that one time you use it in the press conference, that's cool. Every single yeah. time you're getting your butt kicked by Memphis, you're going to use that? Yeah. Like... How about he did, this? He did say some crazier stuff, Clay Thompson, which I thought was hilarious. He said, um, 
he's like 10 years from now i don't think anybody's ever going to talk about dylan brooks like no one will talk about him ever yeah, again that, that one, i thought that was like yeah that, I, yeah i, I, I was like, like oh that's pretty cold-blooded that. yeah there you go like I, i'll take that one yeah. all day but the going back to the rings thing is like whatever yeah, bro yeah. like it's not it let me ask you what is your favorite nba beef like ever like do you have a favorite oh, ever. ever like you know michael and isaiah they hated each other right they didn't like each other i think to me like if the spurs ever had one it was definitely like the carmelo fucking yeah, Utah yeah. Jazz one, but I think that was just me I personally. Yeah, I hated them. I don't know. No, why. I hate the. I hate Carmelo. Like Carmelo's a pedophile. He's also, you know, like he's just like he's a dirtbag of a person. He's he reminds me of. I feel like this is who that character is based off of. Do you remember the uh, the black blind racist from the Chappelle Show? With the trucker hat, like because Carmelo's a truck driver, dude, like that. And that, let me also not hate on truck drivers in general, like that's not the, the stereotype, but like there's a particular like racist middle America truck driver, right? Like our grandfather was a truck driver, so I respect truck drivers, but there's a particular nice, type nice of like dancing back there. There you go, that's right. Yeah, no, exactly. I have to. I have to. Back right, there, I, I, yo. Yo, stop acting like your mom, my mom, and all of our tias. I'm gonna be like your grandfather was a truck driver. What are you saying? <laughs> um, so tias, I'm sorry, mom, I'm sorry. Um, but there's there's something weird about me. I think that is like one of those major beefs. I always hated Shaq for dunking on Robinson in the NBA All Star game in San Antonio. That was just disrespectful. <laughs> like that's a guy that you throw at. You throw at Shaq. Well, the fact that Shaq like made up the story about David Robinson. And kind of, you know, he made up like yeah. they were also disrespectful to him before, like he was even in the league. And I was like, yeah, I, I always thought like that sounded like they like I remember like, yeah, w- how many times did we see Dave Robinson around San Antonio? Right. Like he was always yeah. like respectful and everything to everybody. And then yeah. like not until like after Shaq retired, he was like, yeah, I just made up that story just to I needed something to yeah. get me going. And I was like, oh, yeah. and, and then Shaq, I, I'll say this. Team, team got team wise rivalries, and you put me onto this rivalry, which thank you because it set off like the the like the the standard for what that '90s Bulls and Knicks yeah. like matchups. Oh my god, that Man. was some of the best. Like those were the finals. Those yeah. were some of the best series ever. Yeah, like thank goodness for those series. It was so incredible. Like such incredible. That's what I'm saying. Like, they always talk about Jordan never having like a game seven in the finals. Like he had a bunch of game sevens in the Eastern Conference yeah. Finals, right? Yeah, with yeah. the Knicks, with the Pacers, right? Th- those those teams were were those series were were crazy. Um, Derek, I don't know. What I about saw- you? Did you have a, like a team or like individual beef? I'm still thinking. I'm still running through my head like sports individual beefies. I think honestly like the the best, the best one and I don't know how basketball related it is but uh Matt Barnes versus Derek Fisher like <laughs> yeah. yeah you ruthless you cold-blooded <laughs> yeah that was pretty good though that's, that's a good too. one right like that that one that one came to uh you know came to blows at yeah. a barbecue uh that that's one of the ultimate ones the uh like the uh the Ray Allen versus like Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett, like they hated, yeah. they hated that he went to Miami. And I like that, that was a, that was a that's actually originally like a uh, Ray Allen Rondo beef. 
Like that's the reason right. that they and, they and yeah they hated him for going to Miami, which I I understand. I hated him for going to Miami for what he did to the Spurs. Fuck him. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> Fucking I, I felt it. My bad. But uh, oh, <laughs> what is it? The, the, who's the one that slept with LeBron? LeBron's uh, mom. That dude's like homeless now and stuff, and going through a lot of mental health problems. But yeah. Delante West. Delante West. Another one. Jesus. That's gotta be. Yo, the, the most cold blooded thing was when they're in Boston in that series and the crowd is, is chanting Delante. <laughs> yo, how, like that was insane to me. I was like, what are they? Yo, like that was insane. Yo, bro, do you hear. And kind of going on, do you hear what's going on with uh, Oboy from uh, the Warriors? Uh, that oh, Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, Andrew Wiggins, bro. Damn. That's, that's a sad. That is sad and crazy, and it's all like there's no real reporting. Anybody, anybody that don't know what's going on, Andrew Wiggins has been out of the lineup for a while now, and it's been for personal reasons. And the rumors that's going around, uh, which I mean, I, I guess they haven't come out factual, but they sound like it's multiple reports that apparently Andrew Wiggins' wife has slept with his best friend. And his best friend is the father of the kids. That Andrew. But they think that. Am I wrong that, that I could be wrong with this detail? That this they think that this has been happening since high school. Yeah, this has been happening for a long time. Like I said, he's got some. Oh, he's got yeah. two of his kids. They believe, is, according to some rumor report, that two of the, yeah. his kids that he's always. I really thought, yeah, there's always thought that he, their his kids are apparently uh, his best friends. Like that, that is crazy. That is nuts. And let yeah. that dude. I, I, I shout out to to the Warriors for letting him. You know, they, they, they oh, yeah. obviously need him right now because they are they, they horrid yeah. on the road. They yeah. need that they, dude so bad. And shout out to them. So like, man, you go, you take you time. Whenever you're ready to come back, come back. No pressure, no nothing. Figure that out because that story is absolutely nuts. If, and I hope it is, and I hope nothing worse is happening to him. But if that is just a rumor, how the hell did it get that much traction to become something that, like, now we're talking about? Whoever <laughs> created that, like, whoa, like, watch out for that person. They're like the yeah. ultimate mean girl. Like, Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, All right, but let's move on. One, one more quick. I mean, we've talked crazy amount. WBC. I wouldn't expect WBC to take up all that time. Uh, but one thing I want to get to, uh, of course, NFL is always king in in America. Uh, and <laughs> you so, mean on this show? In this show too. <laughs> so many transactions have happened. Trades. Uh, Carolina moved up to number one. Uh, yeah, free so agency big. has been going crazy. Is is Aaron Rodgers a Jet? I'm not sure. Like I don't know what's going on. I'm not sure either. <laughs> is he gonna be a Jet? Like all like, what is going on? What are your key things that's been going on this offseason so far in the NFL? Offseason right now, up to this point, to where we're at right now, recording March 22nd, 2023. I got two words: the Bears. Holy shit. Yeah, they Chicago is coming. And if they're not, like, if this does not work, I tell you what, it's not the GM's fault. That's right. coach's fault. Right. Because all the pieces are in place. There is more than enough talent on the field to win enough football games to put you in a position to, even if you're not the favorite, to upset some people in December. 
it is not the G. The G. I've never seen. I don't know that I've seen single season GMing like this ever <laughs> in the just NFL. All, Particularly well, in the NFL, it's so hard to do this. What he's just done, right? And it's but, great, like we we've talked about this before. Uh, you know, just being all you have Justin Fields, you have him on a rookie g- contract. Now is the time. Do not Baltimore exactly. Ravens this. Do not no. waste time. You have that no. franchise quarterback. You saw last year. Okay. Last year was, was, okay, he's a franchise guy. Now let's go all in. We have a three-year window here before he's going to want, you know, a max contract. We need to go all in. And that's exactly what the Bears, they've got, they picked up Deontay Foreman, who we're a big fan of. Thank you. Thank you. That's the one. Yes. That's probably the most under the radar of all the names. And he's going to be the name that people remember. Yeah. Like, he's big. Uh, they've got they picked up Tremaine Edmonds from the Bills, right? Um, yep. TJ Edwards from the Eagles. Like they've done so much crazy things, man. They they traded they trade they did trade away DJ Moore, right? Uh, but to to get up, uh, no, they got DJ Moore. My bad. No, they got yeah, DJ they Moore. got yeah. DJ Moore. And they got Chase Claypool. And they got Chase Claypool. And now they have the number nine pick in the draft. And Mooney now goes to where he needs to be. Right. And the third, third in like, the slot. They got Robert Tunyon from the Packers. Right. They just. Thank they, you. Making, to go with Cole Clement. Right. They, they, they got just, the two tight end set in case the three receiver package doesn't work. Yo, they, I mean, bro, again, like, this guy's already won executive of the year. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about the. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys. I think Dallas Cowboys is very interesting to move on from Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. I think it's a good decision because I think the way that they were looking at it was if we don't like get another guy to replace him now, then when are we going to do it? Right? right. And I think they realized too that he, he puts them in a position to not be able to catch up in the close game. Right? Like they got, you need a lot of time to grind out a drive with Ezekiel Elliott. And you brought this up because I know now you are like ultimate fan of his. Shout out to Tony Pollard. Yeah, yeah, we're and pretty much family now. Full great recovery from his <laughs> leg injury at the end of last season. But Tony Pollard is the type of athlete that they need, right? Like he is a dynamic, fast, elusive, can catch with his hands, receiving back. And he can also run the ball. Like if you get yeah. the line red, you can run behind, you know, Run behind that line. They so, also they also just signed up. Uh, what's the Jones from uh, from the Tampa Bay to to be the backup there? That's a legit like backup there. Ronald Jones. Yeah, Ronald Jones. I did not know that. Yeah, they got, a, I'm they, a Ronald Jones fan. They He's traded. Young. Ronald Jones is only 26, 27 years old. Yeah, yeah. They traded for Stephon Gilmore as a cornerback. They needed another cornerback. Oh. Now you got Diggs and Gilmore as as cornerbacks. Uh, they traded for Brandon Cooks. From the Texas. Yep, I saw that. Yeah, they got that. Like they've, they, they're making some moves that looks good. They still like, they were horrible at stopping the run, and they haven't yep. done anything to address that, right? Uh, and I, I don't think like they're gonna need that for a playoff run. They're gonna need to stop the run because then, still, even with all the moves, Eagles are still better, right? To me, they haven't done, they haven't closed the gap that much between them and the Eagles. But I mean, they've they've made some solid moves. They they're not Tennessee tightening this fucking offseason. 
there. I'm not. I, I think we need like its own episode for the Titans to talk about that, and also because they haven't done enough to even have something really to talk about. No, I say I, I'm gonna give some quick names that I'm really interested in seeing where they land because I think it could be just like, all right, well here's another year of your career kind of gone, or oh my god, you turned your this team into a Super Bowl contender. Um, number one, I'll say OBJ. Yeah, and he's not even the most interesting one, but OBJ can make a big difference somewhere that needs like that other receiver. The the guy that I'm really interested in is um, is D Hop. I want to see where Hopkins goes because I think wherever he lands can be an immediate contender, and I don't know that he won't go somewhere that Aaron Rodgers goes. I don't know that uh, OBJ doesn't end up wherever Aaron Rodgers is because they clearly want to play together. Um, and and there's a rumor that he's on the Jets wish list. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has already wished for OBJ to be part of the team, and I can see OBJ returning to New York because it's a place he's comfortable with after playing with the Giants. But those guys, to me, are the the place, the two guys that I'm like kind of really interested to see where they end up with by the time the season starts. Yeah, I think also, I mean, you have to look at the the quarterback position, right? And we still got. Um, the two that need to be traded again Aaron Rodgers not a said deal yet right he nope. came out with the I intend to be a New York Jets and I was like when I said that on our group chat I like intend does not mean that he's gonna be a Jet right like there's still and I feel like when he and the most out, important comment on that thread why would he want to be a Jet <laughs> <laughs> right and then like I feel like he like uh, handcuff the Jets a little bit on that because if I'm the Packers, like, yeah, yeah, if I'm the Packers, like, well, I'm not trading for it, like, you better come up with some good. He intends yeah, yeah, to be yeah. with you, obviously, you would need him right now. You better give me some first round picks, right? And so, I feel like he handcuffed the Jets with that comment there, and that's why that's what we're waiting on. It's obviously waiting on, on, on the right trade deal between these yeah. two teams, and uh. If I'm the Do you package, think it's just like the money, like how much money they're willing to like take on? Yeah, yeah, and I, I think it's all that. I think it's 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 what it. what trade compensation. Like like I said, the Packers are like, okay, we'll just keep them, right? Like just that's fine. You know, you're making all these moves to make them happy, right? This uh, just uh, I can't wait. I don't know. Did you see there's an interview with Lil Wayne, who is a big Packer fan? Right? That's right. <laughs> he's a, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a big Packer fan, and he was on the Carry Champion show. And she started yeah. asking him, and he was like, "Shout out to him!" Like he was just like, "Yo, you need to go." Like Aaron Rodgers, like we're tired. Like, and he's buddies. Like he's been buddies with them. They've hung out yeah. a bunch of times. But the true fan in in Lil Wayne was like, <laughs> "You you have been disrespectful to my team. You have held us back so so many years. You didn't want to do anything with Jordan. He's like, you turned into Brett Favre." Like you hated Brett Favre for so much, and you're wrong. Yeah, he's like you turned into Brett Favre, right? And then she was like, Carrie Chapman was like, what, "What would your if you get to talk uh, to Aaron Rodgers right now? What would you say?" And he was like, "Bah, like get out of here." <laughs> I'll say Lil Wayne when I've seen Lil Wayne do sports commentary, like he's pretty spot on. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty good. I, I was uh, I was surprised because you know there's a lot of. I think you get a lot of entertainers that don't really know much about us, but I, I always love hearing yeah. Wayne's like. But also, there also going back to quarterbacks of like Lamar Jackson is still out there, yep. wanting to the get one. traded, and uh, there's not there's a couple of teams. He cannot go to the Colts. Oh God, he no. cannot go to the Colts. No, he can't. I don't see the how Colts. they do it. I I've said this before to you. Don't let him go to San Francisco. 
because it's over. If he ends up being a 49er, it is a wrap. Like, the 49ers <laughs> are going right. to win the Super Bowl. Uh, I put I my think, money again. I think the top team right now would probably be the Commanders. Like, they look to be the team and just like and they're still trying to sell they they have their whole issues right and there's nothing more than uh you know trading for uh for Lamar Jackson guaranteeing all this money and then like bye here you go it's your problem <laughs> right that, yeah. that would be the most Washington commander thing ever it uh well there's packages being put together right now to purchase the commanders right which is interesting enough, which makes me also think like, well, if they are doing that, the league wants them out, then like, then what players come there? I heard that in one of those groups, is, is Magic Johnson in one of those groups to yeah. purchase the command? And if he is, there you go. There's your number one recruiter. He'll bring a Lamar Jackson to play in D.C. for the commanders if that's if that's what happens. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, but yeah, but anyone like NFL, it, it's always it, it's a revolving door. It, it, there is no off season to me with the NFL. Every week we probably have something to talk about uh, for the NFL as we gear up to you know my favorite time of the year coming up next month. This time next month will be draft season. I'm already watching oh, the tapes. Bro. I'm already uh. got my own mock draft going. I'll put it out here on the Puto Pizza Primos. Like I'm putting it together. I'm putting the work in. Uh, so I can't wait for that. It's my most favorite time of year. I'm already thinking about myself in that show. It's going to be the longest show ever. It's a two-hour episode. <laughs> you know it. I'm going to be breaking down. Busby, I can't wait. I can break down these quarterbacks for you in my way. <laughs> like, I'm that. I'm the ex-Mel Kuyper. I'm coming after your job. Right? You just... Because last two, last two years, I've been right on your heels on these mock drafts. Okay. You've been, I think two years ago, I beat him by one. Last year, he beat me by one. I'm coming for you, Mel Kuyper. You're trash. Anyway, people, that, that, that is our show for this week. Uh, I like that the show ended on Mel Kuyper. You're, you're trash. You're trash. I'm coming for your job. All right. <laughs> primo. We are the Puro Pincho Primos. And we are out.